0: disenchanted kingdom. Once upon a time, an evil wizard wanted to enslave the world. He really didn't have any good reason to enslave people, except he was a very lazy evil wizard and he didn't want to do stuff for himself. Also, he liked shiny things, and he liked nice things, and he really liked to be comfortable. Other evil wizards were trying to enslave the world too, but they only managed to enslave bits of it. A small kingdom here, a large village there, but never the entire world. Worse. None of the wizards could hold on to their slaves for very long. They'd keep escaping, or they would throw the wizards out of their towers. And this made all the evil wizards sad, because though they were powerful, a pitchfork through the stomach really ruined their day. This evil wizard had a name, but he cast a spell forgetting, and so I don't remember it. Do you remember it? No? Then the spell must have worked. One day, the evil lazy wizard, whose name we all forgot, was half squatting with his robe hiked above his waist. He was waiting for his slaves to finish rubbing soft white paper on his butt cheeks. And then he had an idea. He had wondered why no wizards had enslaved the entire world. And he thought he could succeed where they failed because he had taken success magic seminars and had learned to believe in himself and to trust in his own laziness. No one wants to be a slave, he thought to himself, waiting for his slaves to finish. He was looking through the window of his tower as they wiped him. He liked to see the fields where people toiled in fear of him, planting and harvesting and baking and sowing and forging for him. But he knew those people hated him and he knew they wanted to kill him. And he knew that he wasn't immortal And this made him a very sad, evil wizard. And then, he realized what he needed to do. So, he summoned the other evil wizards. He hated them. He wanted their slaves and wealth, but he needed their help. Also, he hated them because they ate all of his food when they came over. Because they were all very greedy wizards just like him so they all came over and sat in his very spacious tower around a bespoke African blackwood barn door table inlaid with black rhino horn and they discussed the problem our slaves want to kill us he said as they all grumbled suspiciously at him keeping one hand on their wands but no one disagreed with him And we're afraid of them, right? He had his hand on his own wand, too. He wasn't gonna let himself be in a room full of wizards holding their wands without gripping his own larger and thicker wand. A few of the other evil wizards shouted back. I fear no one, roared one wizard, making the chainmail under the wizard's robe rattle they and powerless, shouted another, stroking the intricately carved arcane fire wand he'd forced an artisan to make for him. They are lazy and greedy, said a third, patting his overfull stomach so hard that the heavy purse of gold hanging from his belted robe jangled. We should kill them all, said a fourth, rather stupid wizard. Everyone stared at him and glowered, gripping their wands tighter. They are all those things, yes, said the first evil wizard. But we need them, because without them we'd have to do things for ourselves. And who here even knows how to clean your own butts? silence and intense introspective stares filled the room followed by expressions of confusion disgust and finally utter panic you get my point then the first wizard said and the other wizards nodded fiercely but our slaves don't want to be our slaves and they're always trying to stop slaving and just yesterday, Girdlebuff the Greasy was thrown from his tower by a group of women slaves. The other wizards choked with the news. Girdlebuff had been a very powerful wizard and very, very lazy. Though they were happy to lose a competitor, they all knew that if the slaves could kill old Greasy, they could kill them, too. We have to do something, exclaimed a shrill wizard named Anadora the Vain. She looked like a wedding cake with white frilled robes and pink and beige trim, and the powder on her face when she sweat looked thick and clumpy, just like frosting. Just the other day, I saw one of my slave women wearing something pretty. How dare they? And you know what comes next? They'll decide that they can love whoever they want and think they can choose how many new slaves they birth for me. A great uproar rose from the other wizards, shouts of, We can't have that, and, How dare they, and even, Kill all the women slaves! It took a while for the crowd to settle. So, said their host, smoothing his robes, you are all agreed. We must find a new way to control our workers. The wizard, with chainmail under his robes, protested. "Slaves," he said, quite angrily. "There are slaves!" "Serfs!" cried another. "And peasants!" shouted a third. Until the whole room erupted with more shouts. It was very, very loud. But suddenly, they all went quiet, because their host was known for a horrible temper. They are all those things, yes, but we will now call them our workers. If they think they are slaves, they will try to rise up and throw us out of our windows and off our chamber pots. We must change and use a new magic to control them. Everyone in the room clutched their wands tightly, though some started stroking them a bit, whispering things to the wooden shafts that I'm embarrassed to repeat. A new magic, yes. A magic of forgetting. What spell have you fallen under? What do you propose? Asked a particularly wizened-looking evil wizard who liked to remind the others how old he was and was therefore wiser than all the others. But all the other evil wizards know that old doesn't mean wise, so they usually ignored him. Their host smiled wickedly, so broadly that his perfect teeth whitened with the tears of innocence, blinded a few of them. We will enchant them, so that they can forget they are slaves. The wedding cake wizard, Anadora, was the first to speak. We can't do that! How will they ever know how powerful we are? Oh, they'll know, said the host, because they will see us, and our strong towers and powerful wands, and they will fear us. Anilji of the horrid breath shook his head. But they already fear us. How will they know we are better than them? Oh, they'll know, said the host. They'll see our expensive towers and beautiful clothes and want to be like us. Erniewaist the Vast shook his head. But they already envy us. How will we force them to toil for us? Oh, they will, said the host, smiling so widely that birds a hundred miles away began their morning song, believing the sun to have risen. We will convince them that if they work hard enough for us, they will become like us. The wizards all applauded. It seemed a very, very good idea, and the idea of their slaves working very hard made them particularly happy, because there is nothing worse than a lazy slave, but one wizard, who had not yet spoken because he was too lazy to move his lips, except in order to eat, decided that he would tell everyone what's what. This will not work, he said slowly in shallow, breathless voice. They will see through our magic. The applause ended. The wizards tittered, and the host leaned forward in his chair. "Do tell, O oh Nallomouth the Nair," the other evil wizard sighed. Nalamath talked very, very slowly, which made the evil wizards very impatient. And waiting, after all, was against their lazy lifestyles. Several wizards had specifically enslaved waiters for this very reason. They are slaves, because the dead will tell them. The host laughed. No, no, not. If we make it so they cannot hear them, we shall make it so they are deaf to their gods. Nalumoth spoke again after a few minutes, surprising everyone with his urgency. They will know they are slaves because their priests will tell them. Again, the host laughed. Oh no, we shall tempt their priests with money. Nothing shuts up the mouthpieces of the gods like the promise of coin. He thought of everything, and the lazy, evil wizards nodded sagely. But, said Nallomouth, by now quite exhausted, they will know they are slaves because the stars and animals and forests who do not toil and do not have masters, they will tell them. Now about the Nair, you tire me with your naysaying. We will convince them that the forests and animals do not talk and that the stars are just balls of fire. We will make them think that animals are only for food and the forests are only for the wood and the very soft paper that they clean our butts with. And we will give them celebrities." But Nallamouth was not done, though he looked about to pass out from the effort of talking. "'They will know they are slaves,' he almost shouted, "'because the land Beneath them will always tell them the truth. And those witches of the land will not shut up.
1: You your you
0: your this time, you your the host did not laugh. You A cold wind blew in from one of the high, narrow windows. And because being lazy gives one poor circulation, and they were all too lazy to close the window, the wizard shivered terribly. They sat this way for some time depressed. The slaves would all come for them and throw them from their towers like they'd done to Girdlebuff the greasy. And nothing could stop them. Their slaves might even stop cleaning their butts for them after they shat. But just as they were all about to become very sad and give up, the host understood what must be done. Then we will make them believe there is no magic. The wizards gasped. No more dangerous spell was there than making people forget about magic. We will convince them and their witches that magic is only about feeling good, like what we did with yoga. And if they hear the land speak, they will think they are going crazy. And if the land tells them they should revolt, they will say that that sounds uncomfortable. And they will hold workshops on crystal healing and write books instead. And when they no longer believe in magic, they will build supermarkets and amusement parks, and they will watch television. Ooh, said the wedding cake wizard, Anadora. I want to go to an amusement
1: telemarket.
0: And this time, Nallamouth had nothing to neigh. So the wizards held a vote because they believed in democracy. And they voted the way evil wizards vote with a ballot box and flashy election advertisements and campaign promises. And then they threw out all the ballots and declared a winner, because after all, it was democracy. And they all voted to disenchant the world. And they voted to make their slaves think that they were free. And so they cast their spells, they left their towers, and went on to rule the world lazily ever after. But it is said in secret whispers in old forests, that the spell did not quite work the way they had hoped. Though everyone began to think they were free instead of slaves, some still felt like slaves. Though the priests all were tempted with nice houses and fast cars, some still remembered to listen to their gods. And though great factories rose to turn the forests into butt paper, Some forests still remained and whispered, and they were heard. And though witches held workshops on inner peace and crystals, some still gathered poison roots from the remembering land and plotted. And the evil wizards? The spell was a bit too powerful, perhaps. They too were disenchanted. They put away their robes for business suits, their towers for mansions, and their wands for fast cars. But they are still there, and they are still the masters, and we're all still, for a little while longer, their slaves. For a little while longer.
1: You who would seek and find knowledge. You who would elucidate the very barriers that make your existence. You must realize, you must awaken to the fact that you are a slave. You are a slave to your manufactured passions. You are a slave to the control networks that only seek to make you obey. This is a game that's been played long is a game that's been played since time immemorial and what are you going to do about it you can see everything around you only exists to control you to contort you to destroy you what do you live for do you live for another's will do you live for another's dream is there anything in your life that is truly your own Your culture is fabricated. Your religion is fabricated. Your existence has been built by think tanks. Nothing inside you is your own. Only that which you yourself have created. All these things exist for a definite purpose and I will tell you what it is. This purpose is conformity and control. Advertising executives, Corporate propagandists, business, quote, leaders. All these people tell you how to act, how to live out of their own egoism. of how they desire you to be. I ask you, what is your own? What spell have you fallen under? What enchantment, what foul necromancy has summoned up spirits to control and contain you? Are you truly your own person? That is my question to you. At what point do you awaken to the invisible chains of sorcery that wrap around your individuality? At what point do you awaken to realize that the world that you think is organic is nothing more than controlled? I ask you to awaken, to dream, to think are we anything if we do not think? They banished magic from this world. Why? For the sheer fact that they did not want individuals in their little lives to imagine that they could affect the greater reality without kings, without priests, without churches, without buildings. Yes, They hid that from you! They hid your power from you! For a definite purpose! To rob you, to disenchant you, to enslave you! This is your heritage! So what are you going to do about it? To what do you plan to act? How do you plan to destroy this? is your soul and only mission be free from your chains escape this foul sorcery let us leave this world of illusion and once again take the reins of our own life and break the spell of those who would fool us into servitude and break the spell of those who would fool us into servitude and break the spell of those who